Welcome to Cup of Tea with the Vet. This is a fortnightly show pre-recorded live on social media. I started the show to help owners fall back in love with their vets and learn more about them as humans. We learn all about the vets' lives on this show and it's really fun and interesting. Enjoy the show. Hi everybody, happy new year and welcome back to Cup of Tea with the Vet. We have got our first show of 2022 on now and I am welcoming welcoming Janet Bain. Welcome Janet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> so happy Janet. to be here. Awesome. Janet is a obviously a vet um, and she has got an amazing background. I've been um, talking about the things I've been finding out about her, which is pretty <laughs> cool, actually. So I think it's going to be a really nice chat for everybody. Um, so, Jeanette, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Janet and I've been a vet for about four years now. Um, I studied in Slovakia and I've sort of came back to the UK once I started working. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that I started in the last year. Uh, it's called Catwalk Doctor and it kind of ties in with a blog that I had while I was at university. So um, I like to do not just veterinary, but also I liked fashion and that's kind of how I started while I was at uni. But obviously the main thing that I do is veterinary. <laughs> that's amazing. So there's, I mean, there's so many things that I'm just, buzzing to ask because um, I love hearing about um, other things that vets have got going on you know at the end of the day you're all humans and you're all allowed a, a life outside of the veterinary as well so <laughs> it's really cool um, but also Slovakia so how did you end up going there? So I'm actually half Slovak um, so oh, wow. my mum is Slovak and uh, yeah it just worked out that it was financially a much better decision to study in Slovakia than in the UK. Uh, I did it all in English, my Slovak is not that good but I yeah it was just it was really nice to live there for a, a few years because I'd never really lived there before just that's, on holiday. That's amazing so did your mum live in Slovakia or did she live here? No, she lives in Austria at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, that's just, just an amazing connection. So did you have family over there? Yes, I did, actually. Well, I still do, yeah. Yeah, that and did you nice. visit them? And I did. did um, so my university was on the other side of Slovakia. So most of my family and friends are from Bratislava, so the capital city. And my university was on the complete other side. It's about a five-hour train ride. But oh. because my mom lived in Austria, which is just a stone's throw from Bratislava near Vienna, uh, I would see them quite often. So that was oh, really, wow. it was nice. Yeah. That's amazing. What a useful connection. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. And did you find coming over here from there an easy transition? Uh, well, I did because I originally I grew up in the UK. Um, I left when I was eight and I actually grew up in Spain. So uh, when I came back after graduating, it was just so nice. I had missed so many things like Cadbury's chocolate flakes, and, <laughs> for example. <laughs> it was lovely. It was really nice. It was, it was really just nice to come back to the UK, I think, after so much time. That's amazing. You lived in Spain. How long did you live in Spain for? Uh, for about 11 years. Whoa, that's so you've there. done a lot of your education basically not even in England at all. No, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's amazing. And I presume you spoke English in Spain as well. English, yeah, so yeah, all my schools were international, so I went to an English school in Spain as well. Uh, but I do speak Spanish. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, nice. are you fluent in Spanish? 
Yes. Yeah. Much better than my Slovak. Wow. That's impressive. How many other languages have you got out there? Uh, not really many. Uh, I can kind of order food in German if I'm at a restaurant, but that's probably as far as we go. <laughs> that is not bad. I can ask for the Speisekarte. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, well done you. That's that's brilliant. So um, tell us a bit more about this um, blog that you've got, because I, you know, I've not actually come across a vet yet that's into fashion. I mean, most of them are just lucky if they haven't got poo smeared down their front, to be honest. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I've always loved fashion as well. Um, it was never something I was going to study, but I just liked clothes and dressing up nicely, I suppose. Uh, so I started the fashion blog while I was at uni, just as a creative outlet, because university was quite intense. I was, you know, you were doing veterinary all day long, you were studying all day long, and it was just nice to do something a little bit outside of that. And I liked, in my spare time, I really enjoyed reading fashion blogs. So I decided to start one. And yeah, I've kind of continued it, um, not as regularly as while I was at university. But I, yeah, I just continued it. Really Does that mean you really have nice. to spend quite a lot of money on clothes? Um, no. So when I was obviously as a student, no money really. And I basically would borrow clothes from my friends or just wear, show people how you can wear the same thing, but loads of different ways. That's cool. So do you do sewing and stuff like that as well? Or is it just about wearing what no. somebody else has made? No, I wish I was good at sewing though. That would be really handy, but I'm actually not that domestic. <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't put the word domestic with sewing anymore, but I suppose no. it is, isn't it, technically? Yeah. Just, that just didn't occur to me, which is quite funny. Um, I like upcycling. So I upcycled some jeans the other day as I realised that, um, well, they had all the holes in them. And when I bought them, they had all the lines across the holes. So they weren't really like just having my legs out. And now it's freezing cold. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cold. Um, and I thought, I, I need to have sequins in these knees. I can't have anything but sequins. So I had to go Love down to charity shop, get a, an item of clothing that had sequins on it. So I could basically merge and up, upcycle the two. Um, so my jeans live on. I'm very proud Brilliant. of myself. Love it. Um, <laughs> I think they're quite good. They're quite blinged up. Turns out it was much harder to sew sequin patches on than I had anticipated. Because um, mm. when I cut everything, I had to make sure the sequins didn't just all fall off. <laughs> so um, so I had to learn quite a lot quite quickly there. But um, yeah, it was quite good. I, I mean, whether it's fashionable or not, it's a different question. <laughs> but well, it's it does unique, feel isn't it? It's definitely unique, definitely unique. So, um, yeah, I will continue. So that's really cool. So do you have any aspirations for your future of um, fashion? Um, I don't think so. I think I just enjoy it. It's a hobby um, and I like to do it every now and again when I get a chance to. At the moment, I'm a little bit more focused on YouTube and the other Instagram that I have, the Vet Graduate, which is sort of helping new graduate students and being a little bit more motivational and also just shedding a light on what it's like to be a vet. I think that. Yes. So let's move on to that um, new graduate one as well. So like, mm. what are you doing with that? Because I've actually had quite a few vets on here talking about um, life as a new grad, how hard mm. it is supporting fellow new grads um, or following new grads, mm. obviously. Um, you know, what is it that you're doing there? How, how are you helping? 
So it's mostly just a place for new graduates to be able to go and see that actually a lot of us didn't know what it was like in the beginning and to remember that you can ask your colleagues and if you're not sure, ask a colleague to check a calculation for you. Um, it's better to ask than to worry about it later, wake up in the middle of the night panicking that maybe you've given that cat slightly more antibiotic dose than it should have had. Um, so there's so many different things that I think it would have been nice to see that when I was a new graduate because I stressed about every single tiny little thing and that's all I thought about all day long, all night long. Any day off, I would just think about all the cases that I had and it was just so stressful. So even things like how to not be so stressed at work um, and how tips on how to kind of manage your days a little bit better at work. Um, oh, well done. Give us a tip now throughout to any new grads listening. What would one tip be? So one tip would probably be to do all your phone calls that day. Don't put anything off until the next day, even if it means you have to stay an extra half an hour or an hour longer. Get it done because you will think about it. And tomorrow you might have five or 10 people to call back with blood results and other things to discuss. And it will just pile up and you'll get stressed. And then people will get annoyed that you haven't called them back when you said you would. Um, yeah, just get it done. I think that's a really wise piece of advice, actually, because it's very easy to think, oh, no, you know, I'm done with my hours. I'm going to go home. And I totally understand that. And I totally agree to some to some degree. But ultimately, you've got to live with that consequence of just going home. And it's great that mm. you have got home on time. But actually, have you really saved yourself anything? Because actually, you spent the whole night just stressing about what you didn't get done. And that's not Absolutely. OK. So, yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice and really valid and probably is great advice to everybody, <laughs> not even just vets. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think there is definitely some advice on there that applies to most careers. Yeah, no, that's really fantastic. Have you got a good lot of followers on there? Um, well, I have a few. I only started it um, maybe a few months ago, but I'm trying to do daily posts. It's a little bit hard. Um, I do try and schedule them and plan them out a little bit so that people do actually get a post most days. But it is really nice and I've met some vets through that as well so it, yeah it's been lovely to talk to other people as well. It's definitely really hard to you know like you say you've got your your other job as well you know your main job and so you've got to put that first and then trying to do all this as well it's, it is hard to find the time so well done you. Um, it's really great because you've obviously got something you're passionate about outside of your work time. Mm. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, your work time because I think I gathered that you were an emergency vet um yeah and then so I used to be now. yeah so I was um an emergency vet uh, I worked for vets now and that was really I learned a lot um mm -hmm. but then I left vets now and started locuming for a practice which I today was my last day um it was lovely so I actually spent eight months there as a locum I thought I would only spend two months there. <laughs> um, so it was really nice, but it was the same practice that I worked at for the emergency vets as well. Oh, so okay. I would, I still continued. I did a few shifts still for them. And it was just nice to, I think, do emergency, still sort of dabble in the emergency environment, but be have that client continuity is really, really nice. And you don't realize how much you miss it until you don't have it um, when sure. you're not working in general practice. They're very different environments, aren't they? I, I've worked in both. Um, I don't know if you know, I'm a vet nurse as well. Um, yes, and um, <laughs> yeah, so I worked 
I, I used to work in normal day practice and then I worked as, for vets now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I very much saw that difference. And um, I mean, I liked the emergency world, so it was quite good. But I do know what you mean. It's lovely having a, a patient and watching them grow as well. Yes. Um, especially my physio. I mean, some of my patients are with me, like some of them, my entire career still. You think, wow, wow. Love you it. know, it's like it's, it is unbelievable. They're like your babies. And that's mm-hmm. really nice, isn't it? So, um, so nice. Yeah, it feels quite old school, doesn't it? You know, to have that sort of that lifelong care so um yeah I can definitely understand that so well done you and yeah. so you've now moved on to vets first so you're first vet first vet sorry sorry <laughs> first vet that's it um so tell us a bit about that yeah so I'm working for them sort of uh, part-time and it's an online vet uh company which is really it's been really lovely people that have maybe what they feel is a small problem that they maybe wouldn't feel that they could bother their normal vets for just because they're so busy and it'll take about a week for them to get an appointment. They can just hop on within about 20 minutes, they can have an appointment and they can talk to a vet without any um, any issue. Uh, so it's, it's really nice. Just some people you can just give them the, the peace of mind that they need. Um, also, I've had some cases where I've said, do you know what, actually, you need to go to an emergency vet, this is quite serious. Um, and it's really nice, because they've had a chat with someone, they know that this case is serious, and they start to know what to expect when they do go to the emergency vet, and they might advise something that's quite dramatic, like hospitalization and fluids and blood work, um, they're already prepared for that. And they think, okay, I know, this is why this will need to be done. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, isn't it? Because um, with the emergency stuff, I mean, obviously, there's some cases where you just know blood spurting everywhere, go, you know, there's no question about it. And there's other ones where people end up, I mean, you see it, don't you? People reach out to Facebook, <laughs> the local yes. Facebook community, yes. and then say, do you think I should? And then, and you know, and I see those posts, and I always think, oh, God, just, yeah. you know, you need a professional to answer that question, you know, and you have 30 different opinions from whoever. Um, and so it's, it is, you know, those moments where you're just not sure, it's great to have somebody available to just be able to just pick up a phone and just say, and actually, that's really quick, isn't it? And it's 24-7, really, isn't it? 24-7, yeah. It's yeah, really, it's, really fast. Yeah, so that that is an amazing um, opportunity there to be able to just find out that quick information. And yeah, like you say, it doesn't mean you necessarily can avoid seeing a vet face to face. And it's certainly not going to make you avoid seeing a vet face to face. But it, it, if it can get you through till the next day, um, for sure, or even just that's the answer and you don't need to worry about it anymore, then that's really great. Um, and you guys, you, you will like tell the their normal day practice um that you've had that conversation so, and stuff as well um if we're referring them back to their vets yes if it's something oh, okay. that they're doing okay they don't need to worry unless things worsen then we wouldn't uh but certainly some cases where maybe a patient has a sore eye and we think actually you should be seen tomorrow by your normal vets it doesn't need to be an emergency vet tonight but we do think you should be seen then I will send my journal through to their vets and then that way they've already got an idea sometimes clients will attach a photo as well so that's really helpful because I can then forward that on as well and that way their normal vets can see what it looked like at that point in time so that's really interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really good. So there's com- some continuity, but only if you want it to be ultimately mm-hmm. as well, because, um, you know, I know some people do want that privacy ultimately. So um, that's quite interesting. So, yeah, that's really good. You said that that's part time now. So are you going to be working in other or are you going to be contact- 
uh, concentrating on your vlogs and blogs and things? Well, I'm actually starting next Monday, so almost no time off really because I'll be working for First Vet tomorrow and Friday. And then Monday, I start a rotating internship. Congratulations. Where for? Uh, Dick White Referrals. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And what's the internship for? So it's a rotating internship. So I'll I'll see all the different specialties. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's going to make your confidence through the roof, isn't it? Mm, and also yeah. be mind-blowing I think it's going to be pretty cool I'm excited it's time for, time for something different good for you that's really nice it's really nice that you're seeing so many different sides of veterinary as well mm. because you're ticking a lot of boxes there and that means you've got so much more to give and to support your new grads with and more experiences to talk about and uh, yeah that's really good so well done. I'm really, yeah, it's really impressive. So yeah. what do you like to do in your spare time? I mean, do you have any? I do. I actually try and prioritise it. I, I was very, very, very stressed um, at one point last year, and I just decided to figure out ways to de-stress. Um, I really like walking. I'm doing a, only for the month of January, but I'm doing a 10,000 steps a day challenge. Um, so that's yeah it's quite hard actually on work days because you end up walking either around the house for two hours or you actually go out in the dark and cold (laughs) for two hours Um, so that can be a challenge but I do really enjoy walking hiking um, yoga really helped me um, and I really enjoy that and just reading I never I used to love reading when I was in school and then when I went to university I just didn't have time for it because I couldn't prioritize reading a book over reading my notes yeah <laughs> so I've found that back again and it's been lovely nice and what do you like reading uh fiction really uh like cute romantic fiction um you know cottage by the seaside or that sort of thing I very nice kind of oh that's really lovely yeah and walking's always really nice isn't it but it's getting mm. cold at the moment it's freezing you can get the dog out dog's out hard at the moment because it's like oh it's so cold don't like my ears being cold <laughs> I know I need to go with my hat my my warm fleece hat I'm a wimp <laughs> oh, me too. oh that's lovely so what made you decide to be a vet because you've obviously had other things in your mind as well so um yeah what was the deciding yeah. factor I mean yeah so this was a, a random one I think everyone knew I would be a vet before I knew I'd be a vet um oh, nice. so once I said I was going to be a vet everyone was like yeah totally saw that coming um I was actually about 15 years old and I was scrolling through a list of jobs like what what career could I choose and I'd gone through the whole list and arrived I was at VE obviously for veterinary (laughs) and um, nothing yeah nothing spoke to me and once I hit veterinary or like veterinarian I was like that's the one and that's it and that was that I was like I know that's what it'll be yeah Oh, wow. That's yeah, that's quite impressive. So so fashion wasn't in your head at any point at that stage. No, it's always just something that I've liked as a hobby. And I've liked telling my mom what clothes look nice. And my friends would say, oh, does this look nice? And I'd say, oh, yeah. Or why don't you try that with that? Yeah, it's never been it was never like a career orientation. That's just like, just so, um, like, it's just odd in my head because I just sort of think most people try and guide their careers around the things they really like. And you've mm-hmm. just picked veterinary out of a list yeah. <laughs> versus, versus picking, no, no, not fashion. I mean, I like it. I love it. But no, <laughs> you know, I mean, I would have thought there would be like, 
I don't know, oh, I'm not doing fashion because it's a really like dodgy industry or, you know, mm. so there's something about it that they wouldn't like. Or, do you know what I mean? Like that, that's um, yeah. quite mind blown, really. Yeah, uh, there's a lot no. that goes in your head, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, I always used to say that I didn't think I could be a vet because I would just cry all the time. So that was always mm. my answer when people were like, oh, why don't you be a vet? Like you love animals. I was like, I'd cry all day long. I don't understand cry all day long, thank goodness. But um, yeah, it, it, it's hard. It can be. But you've managed to figure out your way mentally now, and then mm. that, that's really good. And you know, really good that you can help guide others. So, yeah, that's fantastic. So, what's your favourite part of being a vet? Um, I think my favourite part has to be when that animal comes back and you've helped them, and the mm. owners are happy. Um, and you see that that animal is doing so much better. I mean, I don't think anything can compare to like seeing that pet come back in and they're like wagging their tail or if it's a cat, they're just like bouncing up on the table and having a fuss. Or even sometimes, you know, the aggressive cat that was flat as a pancake and you were able to do everything and suddenly it's aggressive again because it feels okay. <laughs> you I it. know, I must admit, I always like those ones as well because you do feel better about them even though you're like, come on, really? <laughs> I know I just helped you, you. and that's yeah, absolutely but at least you know that you've you've helped them so yes I agree um yeah. now Paula who is basically my biggest fan in the world and she's lovely so she's definitely <laughs> the sort of owner you like she's just said this um you could be a doggy fashion designer yeah that would be great you know I have seen some Instagrams and I think oh I could do something like that or design like a cat a fancy cat carrier or something like that that would be quite fun actually I have to say it would be, wouldn't it? So if we just inspired you now, you're going to start your own dog fashion and cat dog fashion, fashion line. line. <laughs> you might as well. I mean, there's loads of people that want those sorts of things. And there's so many things that could be designed, isn't there, that um, that you yeah. could have a little tweak on to make the, I mean, the bandana range. Come on. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Start, just to start with. Um, and they can be practical as well as functional um, I saw the best dog coat ever once. And I say this because um, it was actually when I was in Harrods and I said to this lady, oh, my goodness, I do love that coat. It was really, really cool. And um, and the love the lady was lovely. And I I I should say this whole thing, but it was it was brilliant because um, uh, she said um, uh, Ralph Lauren and that, that was telling me all like this camel fur, all this stuff. And then she said 20 quid. <laughs> And it was, and it was because she'd managed to get it as a discount. But it was really funny because she was making it sound all this amazingness. But the reason why I really liked it was because it had pockets on each side, and I was oh. laughing. Well, you can't put treats in them because dog be walking around in circles trying to get to them. But you could put poo bags in them. You know, yeah. there was functionality in these little pockets. I thought that was genius. So it made me it. laugh a lot. Oh, now actually, Paula's definitely right about this as well. She said hair accessories. Mm. Yes. Totally. Now, yeah. I wish that I could show you a photo of her dog because I've always said this and Paula laughs at me, but her dog, it's a Yorkshire Terrier, she actually Love does it. French plait in her dog's hair. Oh, it's amazing. The French plait you've ever seen. I don't even know how she does it. I always, I don't know how you do it. And she's just, I do. She does it like every day. I don't I even it. know how. It, honestly, blows my mind. <laughs> Paula knows I love it a million times. Love it when love it when the dogs have their long hair and it they have like the little bunches. Oh, it's just so cute. Well, yeah. exactly. And so functional as well. You know, it yeah. totally serves a purpose and it's totally Lily, Lily's hairdo. I mean, like unbelievable. I'm so jealous. I mean, 
I try very hard to French. I can't French pack my own, not by any stretch of your imagination. No, me neither. <laughs> just about pull it off with the daughter, but I'm mean, that's long hair to work with. But oh goodness me, yeah, amazing. So, um, do you have any pets of your own at the moment? I do. I have a Persian cat. She's actually on the other side of the table. She's been kind of floating around for a while, but now she's gone to the other side. I can't reach her. But yeah, she's a oh, Persian wow. cat. Um, she I actually got her when I was at university. So she's she made the journey from Slovakia to the UK. <laughs> oh, wow. Did she do all right? Or did she get her snot on one and she got back? Hmm, I didn't want to move. <laughs> She was all right because actually we used to travel between um, Slovakia and Austria while I was at university because my mom was based in Austria. So she, yeah, she's she's done a fair bit of traveling. She's been around. Oh, so wow. On the That's... train, five hour train ride. Yeah. Well, they like a little box, don't they, cats? Pop them in. Yeah, she just got used to it. And I mean, so she doesn't it's... love it, but she did like it once she arrived at the destination. So yeah. it was okay. That's fair enough. Oh, how lovely. So, um, what would you what would your dream achievement be if time and money was no object? Um, so I guess we have like the veterinary one and the non-veterinary one. The veterinary one would be to become a specialist, and that is something that I'm looking to pursue. Uh, so I haven't decided what yet, hence the rotating internship. Ah, but I clever. would love to become, yeah, I'd love to become a specialist. I'd, I've always just wanted to be the best that I could be within a certain field. So that would be lovely. And the, I guess the non-veterinary one um, would probably be to be like a fiction author, um, oh. a writer of fiction books. I would love to do that. That would be really that's fun. amazing so again that's a total different string to anything else you've said so far so have you started any sort of book ideas in your head I've, I've had a few in my head yes it's just cool can you tell us any writing them uh no <laughs> I might still write that one <laughs> fair enough fair enough and any of the scrapped ideas that you might be able to share uh I think I started writing about one where the female was like a famous blogger um, and she met this guy that lived in a town in the middle of nowhere through law school. Um, yeah, and how it wasn't really going to work because she was, she was from LA and he was he lived somewhere in Montana. So I thought that was a fun story, but nice. it was I kind of started it and then I ran out of time because I was at university and yeah, I had to prioritize exams. And, well, fair enough, but you can always pick it up later, right? I could do. I could do, yeah. I thought it would be like a fun read. Something that somebody would pick up and read on holiday, you know, when they're on a sun lounge or somewhere nice. It does sound like a holiday book for sure. Mm. And specialism-wise, have you got any sort of inclination which direction you might go? I'm thinking diagnostic imaging. Uh, oh, I think cool. that would be really nice. Uh yeah, and also it has the potential for work from home, and I'm a big homebody, so that would be really nice. That's fair enough. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does, actually, because I think quite a lot of people like just send their images off now, don't they? And then reports yeah. get sent back from wherever in the country. You could go off and like live in the Solomon Isles or something. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? No, that'd be amazing. I would love that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I bet there's people that do that. It's probably a whole street of doctors out there. <laughs> They've got their, their residing address actually in America or something. So yeah, that's quite, that is quite cool. That is quite cool. That is, mm. that is awesome. So if you could do a Facebook Live with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? 
so I would choose Susie Orman, and I don't know if you've heard of her, but she is an American um, kind of financial advisor. Well, she doesn't give like official financial advice, but she talks a lot about finance and money and how to be smart about it. And it's something that I got into this a few years ago because I came out of vet school with absolutely no idea how to handle money because I've never learned about it. I never did business GCSEs. Um, and I started to have to teach myself because I'd racked up a lot of credit card debt. And it was really fun to listen. And I still listen to her podcasts. She posts one or two a week. And uh, yeah, she just has really good advice. It's, and she's fun to listen to. And yeah, oh, that's so nice. I would love to talk to her. Yeah. That is very sensible. And another completely different tangent of you. I mean, that's not a fashion person. That's not no. an animal person. Now you've gone down the money road. <laughs> I know. I think I could live like five different lives and I that would be great. That's amazing. And that's really cool and very oh. sensible as well. And you can probably use some of that advice for your new grads as well, to be honest, because I suspect they're all in the same boat. I mean, every grad comes out with a hell of a lot of debt, don't they? So um, yes. Yeah, and it is really important. So, uh, yes, one of the things I drill into my child, do you understand every every implication of that ATP? It's important. <laughs> exactly. I just don't think sometimes we don't get taught that enough at school. For sure. Really for sure. Well, it's it's a life skill, isn't it? It's not even mm. just about school. It's about, it's literally everything. So, uh, mm. you know, you've got to be able to afford the house one day, haven't you? So, um, absolutely. That is fair enough. So, can you tell us something that nobody knows about you? Um, I think probably something that nobody really knows is that I could easily spend a whole week at home and not leave the house. In fact, I have done that before. <laughs> I, quite happily, no problem. Um, I'm just one of those people that's quite content being at home. Wow. <laughs> that's really nice. But it's also like quite surprising because you're obviously quite like out outgoing happy to speak mm. also you your blogging and vlogging isn't actually a private thing is it you know mm. that's putting yourself out there so it's quite yeah. um surprising that you are you know so happy to be you know in your own company and stuff but that is really nice but there's a big difference between a week and a year though isn't there oh gosh so, yeah. yeah yeah no I couldn't do a year but I could do a week and I have done a week before it's been lovely I watched Castaway the other day so that's why it popped in my head then when you said uh, that I was like uh, you know, Wilson, <laughs> have we got that going on with you? You know, just checking it out. <laughs> yeah, no, not a year, definitely not a year. And I'd still be one. talking to friends. Exactly. Yes, that's I'd still important. be talking to people Good. on my week at home. Lovely. Well, I mean, a week of going is living in the house and doing nothing. I have to say, that's not an unreasonable thing. I think we're all far too busy mm. these days. Far too much going on. And um, but it was interesting. I hadn't watched Castaway in years. And then I watched it again this time. And it just, it's a mind-blowing film. It really is. Every time I watch, I watch it, I always think, oh, poor you. That's so, like, I don't know, it just, it seems like it was real, which is ridiculous. But it does feel very real to me. Anyway, there we go. Have you watched that film? I haven't, actually. I, can, I was I just guessing. What it's you about. look like you haven't watched it. You have to watch it. Do you okay. not know what it's about? Presumably somebody that gets cast away on a deserted oh. island. You didn't even get my Wilson joke. <laughs> you have to watch that film now, like actually okay. really do. It's Tom Hanks. It's quite old, but he mm -hmm. um he is in a plane crash and ends up on an island by himself for like four years. And you oh, love the love story, right? So yeah. alert, I'm telling you all this. Um, but he's um like he he's just got engaged to his wife. Uh, 
fiance, obviously, you know. Um, and, you know, so he's completely in love with her. But then when he gets saved, she's already moved on. Oh, no, I hate that. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's not the ending you want. So you're like, no. no. Um, and then when he's on the island, the re the Wilson thing is because the, he's he actually works for a parcel company. And so um, he has got all these packages because he was on a packaging aeroplane, package aeroplane. Um, and one of it was a, a Wilson volleyball. And so he touches the volleyball with his hand like this and it's got blood all over it. So it ends up making a face. So oh. he basically has this volleyball as his best friend for like years and he gets oh. really connected and he, he loses Wilson at the end. And oh my God, you're just like, oh, because he tries to a bloody ball and he's nearly dying. Oh. It's like, I told you, this is totally, this is important That's stuff, it. okay? Watch this film. <laughs> it's it's a good film from this and um unfortunately you're just showing your age by not watching it <laughs> so um yeah and it's not that old you know it's not like oh god now show my read i was just thinking you know like the old oh god what's in the clint eastwood it's not that bad okay so don't you know, don't think it's that old it's not that old <laughs> it's fine there's a lot of things that i actually haven't seen that people pull me off on but it's because i grew up abroad so a lot of them oh. i just haven't been exposed to so I want to allow that, except from the fact that it's Americans. I feel like that would have meant it went everywhere, you know, mm. but I get it. Would have been you... dubbed. Would have been dubbed as well. Yeah, that's true, actually. My friend who's German, she showed me um, German dubbed Big Bang Theory. And oh, what? Oh, I did laugh. I did laugh because the <laughs> dubbing was just like when you actually know what their voices are supposed yes. to be. Hearing the dubbing is like. I can't watch that. That's freaking me out. <laughs> so, um, so fair enough. Yeah, the dubbing would be weird. But now you're in England again, so you can, you know, no, no excuse now. You've got to catch yeah, up. Now it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those background, it's one of those, you know how um, cartoons and stuff sometimes take little anecdotes from films? It's yes. one of those ones that always gets things pulled from. It's so a classic. Now, I mean, I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I'll yeah. move on from the um I'll move on from the uh TV review. <laughs> Lovely. Love um so um what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Uh so I think I, I thought about this and I just don't think that there's anything else that would be more spontaneous than this. But um I actually met my uh, current partner. Um so we connected online on a Sunday evening and two hours later, I had a flight to Switzerland to meet him the next morning. And at 6 a.m. I took a flight to Switzerland and met him and flew back that evening. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I that know. is insane. Yeah. Had you done that with previous people no. you met? No, Just and he hadn't one. either. Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> so... And that went and went, it went well. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been two plus years, three years. What made you decide that that was the one you were going to fly across the world for? I don't know. It was just a feeling. And yeah, we just connected instantly. Um, yeah. And I, I've always liked somebody who's, who would do that. I always wanted somebody who would do something spontaneous like that. So he was obviously that person. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. Wow. Well, you've blown my mind there. Jeez yeah. Louise. That's, that yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> that is a really, but that's a really good story for the wedding and stuff. You know, that is, yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's the sort of thing you put on your gravestone. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, you're so 
it, you know, your life is just following your romance novels, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was. I just wanted something different. <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. Now that's got to be the basis of your stories. There you mm. go. I mean, you could just write about your own life and, and get away with it, really. You've got a lot going on in there, you know, for your book. That's just embellish cool. a little and off we go. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Mm. And what does he do for a living? Uh, he works in the corporate world. So that's oh. really, he just manages people talks to people so i hear i hear what you're saying totally boring not worth talking about <laughs> one of those jobs isn't it that you yeah. tell anyone that you're a vet or a vet nurse or a physiotherapist they immediately know what you do they just do and then everybody else tells me things and i just don't really understand if it's like especially if it's like specific it stuff best way to say it is just i work in it and i'll be like okay great that sounds amazing <laughs> That's that's exactly right. Yeah, that's my husband's boat as well. It's like, yeah, computers. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Um, so the question I do like to ask all of my vets that I get on here is, what do you love about physio? I love that you don't need to medicate an animal with physiotherapy. I think uh, the fact that you can help them um, through movement is amazing, and I mean, every drug will have some form of potential side effect. So I think it's so nice that we can like help patients by referring them to a physiotherapist. Um, I've been to physiotherapy and it helps so much that I feel we should be doing it more than we do. I think most vets, we don't refer that much and I feel like we should. Oh, yay. Thank you so much. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That was a really lovely thing to say. So um, and all completely, completely true. And exactly. I love that you just encouraged all vets to do more referrals for physio. So, yeah. um, which is wonderful because we do need that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a team effort all round. It's a team effort. So, you know, that's fantastic. So thank you very much. Most appreciated. Um, so. I did have another question. What was it? Um, what was the weirdest dream that you've ever had? I just don't think I have one. Um, or I probably have had really bizarre dreams. I just can't remember. I honestly uh, no, can't that's fair enough. I'm, I'm going to let you have the you can't remember thing because do you know what? You've got so much going on in your world that I don't believe for one minute that you don't dream because I feel like that head has got to be packed off into little filing <laughs> cabinets somehow. And especially if you're going to write books and stuff, you've got to have some serious imagination in there and you've obviously got creativity. So I think you just can't remember them. So I suspect, I bet you're going to end up specialising in neurology just so you can figure out your brain. <laughs> Oh, I find urology really interesting, but very hard. So I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? It is, I No, I do agree. I do. I think it's a really complicated thing, but it is so mm. blooming interesting, isn't it? It is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But so much of veterinary is really interesting, isn't it? So um, it that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't believe that you don't dream. So I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. I definitely do dream. I just can't think of any weird ones. Well, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. Um, so if you, um, well, what like what other species have you treated? Have you treated any weird and wonderful species at all? Or have you stuck um, in the smally world? I've had foxes. Um, I've had swans come in. I haven't done a whole lot with them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> they tend to go to wildlife teams. Um, but I have had those. I did once have a, a daegu on my list and I didn't actually know what it was. <laughs> 
oh, it just popped up as the next patient is a Daegu. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm seeing. <laughs> um, but I quickly learned that it's very similar to a mouse and we were okay. <laughs> Did you have a quick Google before, before they yes. went in the room? So you could at least yes. know that that was what you were looking at. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, bless you. That Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when it's come to rodents as well, there's so much diversity, um, particularly with exotics, full stop, that there is a lot out there that you probably wouldn't have ever seen. I mean, uh, and I certainly shouldn't laugh. I just happened to have gone to an agricultural college before I did my nursing. So I've seen a lot of species variety. Um, yeah. But um, but actually, average Joe wouldn't have done. So, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, bless you. But you survived it. I so, did. And I helped the Daegu as well. Well done. So that was probably your most exotic pet that you animal that you had done. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I've had bearded dragons in as well, which has been very interesting. Um, but again, it's like I can help them a little bit and then I can refer them to the right person. And I, no, but that's really sensible as well. And I think that's a really important like thing to be able to be good at is knowing where your limitations are. Um, yes. And I'm sure that when you're advising your grads, that's mm. one of the things you say is just accept your you know where the line is have some mm -hmm. confidence to know where that line is and then also you know refer because that's what the referral dudes are for so and I know when I speak to referral people as well they get really annoyed if they haven't had it referred sooner because they go yes oh, I could have fixed that so much better a week ago <laughs> yes yeah always offer referral I think it's always something that people need to know that is an option yeah, for sure. But, uh, but you know, obviously you have to be good on your first line. You're, you're the first person in there. So well done you for being at that point as well. So what's the most memorable part of your career so far? Um, I would say I had a case when I was a fairly new grad. Um, it was a cat that was incredibly, incredibly anemic. And um, I was told by uh, some other colleagues that this patient was not going to survive and that referring it would just waste the client's money. And I didn't believe that. I felt that this cat deserved a chance. And I pushed um, for referral, which the client was very happy to do. Um, and the cat is still alive three years later. Like, oh, amazing. it's amazing. And I still hear back um, from my old nurse about her. And yeah. It was so nice and I'd see her regularly in checks and it's just one of those like situations where I went home and I cried because I thought the next day I would have to put this cat to sleep and I was like I can't like it's just not right and yeah and she's doing really well she's the loveliest cat as well like really That's really amazing. nice terrible woman. yeah what was wrong in the end she was anemic she oh, had like, like an immune mediated oh so, yeah so she needed a transfusion and then she needed um immunosuppressant drugs but yeah she's really but well. it was done that's amazing yeah. oh well done and well done that specialist that dealt with it and well mm -hmm. done you for following through and being strong yeah. yeah that's yeah it's hard it's hard in those situations isn't it where you feel a bit yeah. or conflicted and stuff so um but you did amazing so yeah, yeah. Fantastic. you just have to trust that you know even if there's 10 percent chance it's the 10 percent chance at the end of the day, you also you did the right thing and that you you consulted the owner. It's their decision as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's not actually, you know, you have yeah. to put the process out there and then it's for them to make that decision. Um, so, you know, absolutely. That's amazing. So, yeah, well done. And yeah, I mean, that cat's obviously super happy now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well done. That's nice. So, Before we wrap this all up, I also want to ask you, what is your top tip for dealing with pain? It's really 
probably the most simple thing ever, but I would say rest. It just doesn't get addressed enough. I mean, I have people coming in saying, oh, they're really lame. And I ask, well, how long have they been lame for? And they say four or five days. And I'll ask them, have they rested? And they'll say, no, yesterday they walked for 10 miles. And you just think, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. No, that is fair enough. That is fair enough. And it's, and it's always about a balance as well. So yeah, you don't want to do those 10 mile hikes, but I know what you mean, because I've seen those exact same cases and, and there's various reasons as to why that happens. And you sort of trying to get your head around it and understand it mm. and, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, sometimes it's because they're being dragged on the school run and stuff like that. And you think you have to just do that rest. But then there's a balance, isn't there? Because you don't want them to be completely doing nothing. They've still got to get out to go to the toilet and get things moving. Um, yes. But the sensible amount is the key there, isn't it? So, um, yeah, that's that's really good advice, actually. And actually, I don't think anyone's actually mentioned that yet either. So, <laughs> I was like, it's really so obvious, but yeah, it's such a common thing. But actually, it's not always that common. No, and, th and the thing is, often people can't see what's in front of their face. And then also, there's that fact that even if we are in that position where we're sore, we tend to go, oh, yeah, but life carries on. Got to cook dinner, got to get things done. And so we're not very good at doing that ourselves. So, again, right. it equally puts the rest right on the back burner. And mm. it is really hard to get your head to just go, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for sure. So that's some really, really good advice there. So thank you. Well done. Um, it has been absolutely amazing having you on here, Jeanette. I have learned so much about you and so much about some really cool stuff. <laughs> um, and also that studying in Slovak is cool and works well. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming and joining us. And everybody watching has really enjoyed lis listening and learning from Jeanette. And um, I thank you all for watching. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cup of Tea with the Vet. If you want to hear it live and get involved, join us on our Facebook or YouTube channel, Animal Physiotherapy Limited. And if you can leave a review, please do. They really help and I read every single one. Thanks for listening.